0: Why Meta Still Needs China Russell Brandom None of Meta's platforms have ever been available behind the Great Firewall, but that doesn't mean the company isn't making money in China. That fact was front and center in Meta's latest earnings call, which attributed much of the recent growth to Chinese ad sales. You can't advertise to anyone in China, of course, but there are lots of Chinese businesses trying to sell to foreign customers, whether they're China-adjacent e-commerce sellers or part of China's surging mobile gaming industry. For both kinds of business, Facebook turns out to be a pretty good way to reach their customers. In North America, we saw ad revenue accelerate by seven points, due primarily to strong demand from China advertisers, said Meta's chief financial officer, Susan Lee. Brazil was a strong contributor, due in part to increased demand from China advertisers targeting users in Brazil. It's all good news for Meta, but there's an awkward flip side to that rising revenue. After decades of open trade, the US and China are starting to pull apart, driven by growing hostility from governments on both sides. I write a lot about that decoupling in exporter, but it's usually in the context of big hardware companies like Apple or Tesla whose business rests on transpacific supply chains. Still, Meta has skin in that game too, and a lot to lose if the two countries tear further apart. It's not hard to imagine a scenario where Meta has to abruptly cut off Chinese ad sales. In fact, the company has explicitly warned of this scenario in corporate filings, sharing this passage in its quarterly shareholder report more than a dozen times over the past five years. We generate meaningful revenue from a small number of resellers serving advertisers based in China, and it is possible that the Chinese government could take action that reduces or eliminates our China-based advertising revenue, whether as a result of the trade dispute with the United States, in response to content issues or information requests in Hong Kong or elsewhere, or for other reasons. The warning first shows up in a filing on April 26, 2018, just a few weeks after China filed a complaint with the World Trade Organization over the Trump administration's incoming tariffs. The tariffs were an early sign of how serious the decoupling between the US and China would become, and obviously Meta took them seriously. Five years later, those tariffs are still in place, despite the WTO's best efforts and the deep ties between Chinese manufacturing and U.S. consumer goods are still unraveling. The most imminent threat isn't an outright ban but a gradual tightening of export rules, particularly the rules that make cheap overseas e-commerce so profitable. China hawks and the U.S. government have pushed to tighten those rules, appealing to a combination of economic protectionism and hazy national security benefits. If they ever succeed, the damage won't be limited to Chinese retailers like Shine and Temu. It will also hit platforms they use to market those goods overseas, platforms that are mostly owned by big US tech companies. It's a reminder of how complex the trade between the US and China really is, and how chaotic it will be to unravel it. It's not just a matter of Chinese goods being sold to US customers or factories in Shenzhen that have to be replicated in Hanoi. Over the past 40 years, whole industries have been built around the economies of trans-Pacific trade. Now those industries are being reshaped in unpredictable ways. Governments may have plans for preserving certain parts of the system, but it won't be up to them. And for companies like Meta, it will be hard to avoid the damage. This essay was originally published in our exporter newsletter. You can subscribe, here, https colon restofworld.org slash newsletters slash exporter.